Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And welcome in to the newest edition of the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Baseball Podcast. You can find me on Twitter or X, whatever we're calling it, at Colby R. Conway. And with me as always, or I guess I should say here as always, because I tend to be the one that's sometimes here and sometimes not. So here as always is Matt Sells at The Sellsman. Matt's been a little bit since we talked, so how is everything going for you, my friend? It's good. It's good. Not so bad. We're getting a false fall here in Lincoln, what we like to call it. Like, the first two weeks of August is usually unseasonably cool, I guess. Like, the high yesterday was 75, right? Come this weekend, we're going to get the last bits of summer where it's 104 here on Saturday. So we've got the whole gamut of our clothes out. Like normally, you're, you know, you put the winter clothes away, you save some space. Nope, they're all out right now. So I'm running out of space in my house is what I'm trying to say. I was just up in Canton for the Fantasy Football Expo, which I'll talk about, I guess, it now. It pulled there, didn't it? Like, it, I saw some weather. It, it oh, didn't just... Work. You have no idea. I ran over to the local sports bar that was there to get some food, and I was absolutely drenched on, I think that was Saturday is when that was. But it was very comfortable in the evenings. The temp- Other than that rain, the temperature was very good. Now I come back down to North Carolina, and we're recording this Tuesday at 10.50 in the morning, and it's already 91 and feels like 108. That's so- unfortunate. So, yeah, I, I it was it was very interesting driving back from the from the airport and it was like, yeah, it's very comfortable in Canton. And then as I'm going home, my car windows are fogging up, and I have the AC <laughs> get on the full blast. For the yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was interesting. But the Fantasy Football Expo, great weekend as always. I'll talk about it a little bit later. But for the family members that I did see and talk to, and those that hopefully will become future family members, it was great to talk to you all there. And again, we'll talk about it in a little bit. But Matt, I'm taking my football cap off and putting my baseball hat back on here to talk about some of the Interesting news and notes from over the weekend and here in the early part of this week. So let's start with the Angels who are, I'm going to use reeling. I think that's an appropriate word to use in the moment, but show him. You said free falling, but well, you you can do that too. Either way, (laughs) Otani skipping a start due to a little bit of arm fatigue. Doesn't sound like there's any pain, no issue, more so just a little bit tired in terms of his innings per start not that all different from last year last year was a career high 166 innings he's currently at 130 and two-thirds so it's not like we're above that threshold from last year but dealing with a little bit of arm fatigue I'm going to take kind of what you said earlier I thought he'd be dealing with some like back soreness given how much he's kind of just literally carried this team for the entire season but 
anything really to make Hirobotani's arm fatigue. It seems like if he comes back and pitches fine, it's kind of water under the bridge at that point. Yeah, I think what's there, there's two things that are going to happen here. One, if you're a fantasy player and you're banking on him to make a start, well, you may have just lost a start this week in the playoffs. You may just have to shift them to, you know, the back. Because even when he's come out of games early for blisters or, you know, other issues, they've kept him in DH, right? So he's still going to DH. He's still going to swing that very good bat of his. So if you're a fantasy manager, you're a little disappointed in this. If you're an Angels fan, you're probably also disappointed because every time Otani pitches, it's fantastic and nobody else is – I mean – Sandoval just got lit up on Monday, like atrociously lit up. Um, But if you're the people that wanted the Angels to trade Shohei Otani, you're going to go, see, I told you. See, you should have, because it's not worked out, right? And now the guy that you kept to anchor everything to make the playoffs is having to be pushed back and monitored and, you know, whatnot. It is what it is, man. You got to keep the guy healthy. I still think it was the right decision for the Angels. You have to give yourself a shot. You have to give yourself a shot at being the only team that can negotiate an extension with Shohei Otani right now because there's no blackout. He can sign an extension with the Angels anytime he chooses, right? Um, but it is it is a little disappointing for their, for their playoff hopes, to be sure, because it seems like everybody but the Yankees is surging in the AL. Uh, the Angels and the Yankees are going backwards and everybody else is making a march. So we'll see. I'm not overly concerned about the long-term effects here, though. And as we're recording this, the speculation is that his next start will come, uh, I believe it is, against the Reds at Angel Stadium. It's looking like August 21st or August 22nd, so you would lose that start this week, like you said. So it looks like early week. Well, the the good news, though, I guess, on the flip side, is if they don't have to push him back, you've just turned next week into a two-start week. If he pitches on Monday, you've got a pretty good shot of it being a two-start week. Look, if, at you being, look at you being optimistic with the glass-half-full approach right there. got to see the silver lining in things. That's right. And this world needs more positivity and optimism. Like his incoming so. silver slugger award for being yeah. <laughs> the DH. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then one last one before we come back to the injuries. You've seen it at this point. Yep. We're not diving into nope. it, per se. Um, but the whole Wander Franco situation... Uh, they're going to conduct the investigation. That's just what's going to have to happen. Here's where I'm going to leave it at. You have to hold right now for fantasy. I think it's what you have to do. But you probably want to be very forward-thinking in your preparation moving forward. And I always say it's better to be safe than sorry. I would prepare as if you are not going to have Franco the rest of the way. That's what I would do. I think that's the only way I think you can handle this correctly from a fantasy standpoint is I would prepare to be without him. Yes, I would too. I would not necessarily drop him in a redraft. Um, Depends on, I guess, how deep or shallow your league is. If there's somehow an all-star shortstop available at this point in the season. Okay. Um, But I mean, we're not touching on the details of it. It's not, we're not getting into it. We're going to treat it like the Domingo Herman situation. Some things are bigger than baseball. This is one of them. If you're in a keeper in dynasty league, if you're in a dynasty league, you're going to keep him and eat whatever time he may miss going forward. If you're in a keeper league, 
you have to assess how much he's going to cost you. You have to wait this out because depending on MLB's investigation, there may or may not be criminal stuff. We don't know. I'm not going down that path. I'm not a lawyer. Don't know the law. Don't know the intricacies of the situation. But anytime you hear underage, you have to consider that there's legal ramifications here. So right now I would hold him if you're in a keeper of dynasty league, but watch very carefully and see what the news is. That's all we're going to say about that. And I would prepare to be with Adam. So if there is a short stop out there in your waiver wire, I'd add that is what I would do. But moving away from that, a couple other injuries to talk about here. Wilson Contreras in the year that's been bad for the Cardinals that continues to get worse. Wilson Contreras left the Monday night game with right hip tightness. He's been fine. This year, 260, 13 homers. Actually, the six stolen bases have actually been really nice from him. Double-digit walk rate has helped boosted his OBP up above 350 for what would be the third time in the past five years if the season were to end today. Honestly, any catcher with a pulse that hits well that goes down with an injury is going to hurt fantasy managers. So, Contreras, it seems like looking at – here's the thing. Catcher, hip, and the way it looked, it's a pretty – None of those necessarily go well together. And if it looks like he's in pain, I wouldn't be surprised if they just slap him on the IL. They're calling it day-to-day for now, but I wouldn't be shocked if he goes to the IL. I mean, think about it. Everything he does when he squats behind the plate, that hip's involved. If he's going to run the base. they could do. They could DH him like they were going to for the first two weeks of the season. (laughs) If he can run. If he can run, right. Because the odds are you're either hoping he hits it over the fence – which he's done 13 times. And then he can take however long he wants to, to make it around the bases or he gets a single or walks and then you can pinch run him. Right. Um, But no, I I think you're right. I think there's an IL stint coming um, for how long. I don't know. My guess is it's certainly not going to be a 60 day one right off the bat. My guess is that they would put on the 15 um, or 10 day and see where it goes. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, if you need a catcher and somebody was silly enough to drop Jonah Heim, you could check him out because there's reports that he's coming back sooner rather than later. Like he's been taking practice swings. Now, they may only hit him from the left side, but he could be coming back. So, you know, pay, pay attention there. And then sticking with the the Cardinals, as bad as Steven Matz was in the beginning of the year, he was a favorite of mine to pick on for – Sports betting, MLB DFS, player props, didn't matter, everything. After about a month and a half out of the rotation, he came back, made seven starts. He posted a 186 ERA, 286 FIP, nearly a strikeout per inning, and went 4 0 during that seven stretch run. Did it help that he had some starts in there like the White Sox and Rockies and Royals? Sure. But he can't control that, and he was good striking out five-plus batters in looks like five of those seven starts. He goes to the injured list with a lat issue, and really, I don't want to call it like the calling card of Matt's career because it's kind of rough to say, but it seems like once the going gets good, something unfortunately happens, and yeah. it seems like the injury bug got him here. Do we think you think we see him again? He's on the 15 day IL. Cardinals aren't really playing for that much anymore. I mean, what do you make here of Matt's? I mean, if you have an IL spot, it can't hurt to hold him there, but he's not someone I'm like necessarily like, I'm sticking this out. Like, I think you can find someone on the waiver wire if you really need an arm. 
Yeah, there's got to be a live arm to, to pick up on the waiver wire, right? Um, I'm probably not keep, like I'm I'm probably not using the IL spot for him at this point. Lat issues are notoriously tricky for pitchers. Sometimes they come back quickly and then they go back. Sometimes they play it more cautiously and it takes longer to heal than anticipated, right? Whatever it is, I doubt that two weeks is enough time to fully heal a lat. Rather whether or not it's on his pitching side or non-pitching side, it's too vital of a part for a pitcher uh, to only give it two weeks to heal. So I would, I would be right there with you. I'm not holding a spot for Mats at this point. And then in Houston, Jose Abreu heads to, he actually started talking about soreness and swelling in his back. Turns out that he's got a, I believe it's like a lumbar issue. It sounds really bad kind of when you just hear it on the, at the, at face value, lumbar spine inflammation, is what they're calling it. Um, also, as I'm looking at this on MLB.com, it says that he had actually gotten two cortisone shots in his back and it actually been bothering him at different points of the season. Could that be to play for some of his numbers? Sure. Could it also just be that he's getting old and declining? I think Any we can't write that thumb. off. Yep. And so, he's playing with a surgically repaired thumb. So, yeah, I mean, he had that little stretch where he became like fantasy relevant again and everybody thought he was back, but. When you look at the numbers this year, Houston gave him a lot of money. They haven't really gotten that sort of production. And we've now, ever since those 30 home runs in 2021, that power has dissipated for the most part. His 446 slug last year was still very respectable, but that was boosted by a 304 average, just making a ton of contact. This year, the batting average has fallen off a cliff. The power has fallen off a cliff. The strikeout rate's back over 20%. Not an ideal first year in Houston for the star first baseman. Uh, yeah. Not, not so much. And the fact that it's been bugging him uh, for a while now is a problem, right? Like, I get trying to play through it, but the two quarter when you hear two cortisone shots, that's concerning to me, right? One shot is it's nagging. I'm going to take some help. The second one is it hasn't gone away. This hasn't done it, and I need to bide some time, right? So I'm a little, I'm a little concerned uh, there. It's not been, like you said, it's not been a very good first year. And maybe the White Sox knew what they were doing here. Maybe we got to give them credit for knowing that he was clearly no longer the Jose Abreu we all had come to love. Yep. Ugh, I don't know if I can give White Sox credit for a lot of things, but maybe maybe they saw something there. Maybe you're right. Well, we can give Ethan Katz credit for turning around Dylan Cease, but apparently that's the only pitcher he's been able to turn around because Lance Lynn looks like, phenomenal for the for the Dodgers in his uh three or four starts so far so yep and then last one to touch on here the the curious case of Jonathan India I remember I have him on an ESPN team and looking he's like yeah but he's gonna be activated before the early week series and then all of a sudden he shut down again with more plantar fascia stuff that's come up around it do you think I definitely think he's hurt I definitely think there's an issue I also think there's a, a little potential that they don't need to rush him back. And they're like, hey, just take your time. Get 137% healthy because we got Mac McLean. We got Encarnacion Strand. We got Ellie De La Cruz. They're not hurting. Got Joey Votto back. They're not hurting for offense in the middle infield in particular. So, like, there's an element I don't think – 
I don't think Indy is perfectly healthy and they're just saying like, no, take your time. Like he's definitely, there's definitely something wrong with that foot. It's still bothering him enough that they completely shut him down again. So part of that is to play, but I also think the Reds have a luxury right now of getting, Hey, we don't need you to be healthy enough to play. We need you to be healthy 110%. They can afford an extra another week or two after to make sure he's fully healthy. Cause again, they are not hurting for offense, particularly in the middle infield. Correct. If this was last year, we'd have seen him back. Yeah. Right. Um, but this year there is copious amounts of bats so much so that when he comes back, somebody is losing at bats and I don't know who it is. Maybe it's him. I don't know. It might be. Um, but as a sufferer of plantar fasciitis, by the way, I can tell you that there's literally nothing you can do, but take like ibuprofen and rest it. I am not an elite athlete. That much is true. But with plantar fasciitis, it literally feels like you're walking on the bones of your feet. Mm-hmm. It's the, the plantar fascia, for those that don't know, uh, is the muscle that goes all the way along the bottom of your foot. And when it's inflamed, that's plantar fasciitis. And it literally feels like you're walking on the joints and bones of your feet. And it hurts. And you don't want to walk. And... All you want to do is make it to your next dose of ibuprofen so it goes away. And there's not really, unless you've significantly injured the muscle, there's not really anything you can do about it. It's not like there's a surgery you can fix it. Maybe he changes his cleats. I don't know. I I went to flat, you know, non-arched shoes, and that makes it go away. But who am I to give medical advice to India? I'm just saying that's, you know, that's all you can do is just rest it. And it can flare back up pretty quickly if you get going too quick. So, yep. And then over at fantasyalarm.com, Justin Fenceman writes up the fantasy baseball injury report. He's got that over there. And he actually talked about an issue with Ozzy Albies over the weekend. They called it a cramp. He's now on the IL with a left hamstring strain. So, fantasy managers prepare to be without Ozzy Albies and talk well, about it. I guess they're down to only three guys that have played every game this season because there was a stat. Uh, on Monday that the Braves have four dudes who had played all 116 games this year. Matt Olson, Austin Riley, Acuna, and Albies had all played all every game. There are 23 teams that don't even have one player that's played every game, and the Braves had four of them. Now they're down to three because Albies is on the I.O. Yep. But check out the article that Justin Fensterman wrote. A lot of injury news in there. Ozzy Albies, Matt Chapman, some of the guys we talked about. C.J. Abrams, news on McClanahan, Michael Waka, and more. So check that out over at FantasyAlarm.com. Matt, flavor of the week. We'll talk about a little bit here. Uh, I will let you go first here this week with your flavor of the week. Okay, so my, my flavor of the week is more of a smell. Right. It's more of a something that brings nostalgia. Right. We, we last week, my wife and I finally bought a fire pit that we've been wanting for a while. Uh, it was cool enough in the evenings here to light a couple of fires sitting around the fire, thinking about camp and, you know, remembering the, the times you cooked over the campfire at Boy Scout camp or, you know, maybe a family camping trip, whatnot, reminiscing, looking back. Now is a great time to look back for fantasy baseball. Go back to your preseason thoughts. Go back to your preseason draft strategies. Why you were on some guys. Why you weren't on some guys. What stats led you to 
be on or off of some guys, how you thought the season would play out, how it did or did not play out to match your expectations, right? This is how you get better at fantasy baseball Mm -hmm. is for the most part, I'm not going to say the season's over because there's still seven weeks or so left of MLB, six weeks. Um, And there's fantasy playoffs. And those of us who are in Roto leagues that don't have playoffs, there's still seven weeks to go make up ground and try to finish in the money and whatnot. But the process for learning how to get better at fantasy baseball starts now. It doesn't start in the postseason, right? It doesn't start where it's October, you're paying attention to the playoffs, or now you're busy with fantasy football, and then Thanksgiving comes, and then Christmas comes, or Hanukkah, or whatever you celebrate. And then it's January, and you're prepping for drafts again, right? This is the time to start looking back and analyzing your strategy and what did and didn't go and how you can change it up. And don't just go, oh, well, that analyst sucked this year. I'm going to switch it to another one. Everybody has good and bad years. We all look at the same data differently, right? Try to get down to the bare bones of why or why it didn't work. Right. So campfires is my smell of the week for reminiscing and looking back and just taking a glance at what did or didn't happen. Absolutely. And also it's kind of similar to in that, like if you're in dynasty and keeper leagues, like as the season goes down here, there's going to be guys that you can pick up that may be able to help you for next year that you do at least take a flyer on, like right. start that process. Now it's never too early to start looking ahead. Oh, that's kind of an oxymoron, but it's never too early to do such a thing. My flavor of the week, cold drink on a hot summer day. It doesn't matter if it's an ice cold water, if it's a spin drift, a LaCroix, a bubbly, a lager, an IPA. If you want to drink those out in the heat. Especially... For sponsorships, what's going on? Sure. Yeah. Or a, a Celsius. That's my new drink that I've been drinking lately, but those are outstanding. Those are amazing. The We get the ones at Costco. It's the variety pack of yes. the, the peach. All the, the peach. Ones. Have you had the, the mandarin orange marshmallow ones? No, I've only had the, the, the ones from the variety pack at Costco. Yeah. They're, they're fantastic. And by the way, I'm sticking to NASCAR sponsorships because they sponsor Corey LaJoy. So I am not a fan of the peach. The tropical is by far my favorite. But neither here nor there. The wine tastes like Sprite, by the way. So it's like I had that one yet. It's like a caffeinated Sprite. I'll have to try one of those if I get one from a gas station or something. Because I only get them at Costco for the you, you know. Sorry, I keep interrupting you, but you. No, go. you're good. You're good. It's <laughs> shout out Costco. That's the kind of the moral of the story here. But <laughs> the the no the fantasy football expo hosted by Bob Lung was uh, exceptional. It was very refreshing to be in a space with a lot of people in the industry, a lot of people who maybe they don't write for a site, but they just wanted to be there and talk shop, you know, chop it up about fantasy football. Um, it was awesome. It was super refreshing, just like a cold drink is on a hot summer day. So um, grateful for everybody that I got to talk to out there. And for those that I didn't get to talk to, hopefully next year we will get to, um, and shout out for everyone who came over to the fantasy alarm and the better sports network booths. I had a great time talking with y'all and thank you for coming. So super refreshing, always a great weekend. Although I don't always feel the most refreshed afterwards because all it is is just drinking and eating and talking sports. But, you know, sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need that. Good for the soul. That's right. And last but not least for this week, everyone's favorite game show here in the fantasy space. Name that player. 
So, Matt, we got an AL Central starting pitcher here. After some ups and downs to begin my big league career after getting called up here in 2023, I've been absolutely dominant of late, posting a 1.29 earn run average, 178 batting average against, and a 40.2% strikeout rate over my last four starts. I came with great pedigree as a prospect, and the only thing fantasy managers have been upset about lately with me and it's not even with me, it's that my offense stinks and I get no run support. And despite having those aforementioned numbers, I have a 0-1 record and I have just one win on the entire season, though my numbers indicate I should be winning way more games. So, Matt, which AL Central right-handed starting pitcher are we talking about here? Well, considering the fact you're one of the four teams in this division that decided to sell at the deadline for some inexplicable reason, uh, I'm going to go with Gavin Williams of the Cleveland Guardians. It is Gavin Williams indeed. Yeah, I, I don't understand why the Twins are the only team in that division that bought or didn't. They didn't even buy. They just didn't sell. So technically they're buyers, right? They're buyers in the standings because they didn't do anything. Um yeah, I, you, look, this is why wins should not actually count as a uh, category for mm -hmm. Roto Leagues. I'm trying to get my Roto Leagues not to count them. Uh, also, not trying to count quality starts as they're traditionally counted because that's it's it's not great. Um, but other than that, his numbers have been great. Strikeout rates, excellent. He's not going to kill you in ratio. He's gonna he's eating a bunch of innings too. He's not getting yanked after like four or five innings. He's not getting, he's not not getting wins because of a lack of innings. He's not, not getting wins because of a lack of offensive help. Right. Yeah. Um, and he's not the first go look at Bob Gibson's ERA in the losses in his 19, in his fabled 1968 season where he put up a 1.12 ERA. Yeah. Right. And his losses, his ERA was like, one and a half in his losses of which I think he had like nine that year. Mm -hmm. He gave up zero or one earned run in like every loss. And they, yeah. So not comping Gavin Williams to Bob Gibson. I'm just saying it happens. It's a fluke, but he's been very, very good for fantasy. Just three earned runs over his last 21 innings pitched or just four earned runs over his last 25 innings. So what you're telling me is he's going Blake Snell on this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying that if he's somehow still available in your league, it's time to pick him up. No or switch now. leagues, man. Well, <laughs> yeah. Or get a better or, league. Or that. Some shallower leagues, he may be out there because he did have that little stretch where he was just I mean, he was fine. Years, I guess. He was fine. I mean, he had that little stretch there where like walks were getting the best. So, I mean, he still has only allowed four, four or more earned runs in two out of 10 starts this year. So it's not like even yeah. then he's been bad. It just, you know, two. The only leagues he should be available in are NL only leagues in which you cannot physically pick him up. And even then you may want to consider it, but neither here nor there. Yeah. But all right, player two here, NL Central third baseman, Matt, and this will be the wrap up for the show here. But I've already set a new career high in home runs, but my stat line for the year overall isn't anything overly exceptional due to missing some time because of injury. However, over my last seven games, three home runs, two doubles, 11 RBI and slashing 407, 429, 889. And this power surge is what many fantasy managers were hoping for when drafting me this year. My underwhelming power overall for the position holds me back from ascending to the next fantasy tier, but I do provide plus speed overall at third base. What NL Central third baseman are we talking about here at the salesman? I think you're going with your homer 
here, and we're going to go with Cabrian Hayes of the Pittsburgh Pirates. It sure is. He was my bold. He was one of my bold predictions this year that he would go 2020, and I don't. He's not going to get there, but he's showing a little bit. He's 26, so technically he's entering his prime next season. He's now up to eight home runs on the year. He has 18 doubles, and his slugging is down at, at or is actually at 419. So this would be his best. We're just going to throw out the 2020 season where he had like less. Yeah, than I don't count that for anybody because it's, it's yeah. 50 games is a third of a. I mean, it's a sample size. Yeah. So we're getting a career high slug from Brian Hayes. It's just a matter, not the 2020 year this year. The only thing that I think is a bit concerning is we now have another season with another stint on the injured list. Is he going to shake this injury bug? Maybe. I don't know. Some, some guys just get injured a little bit more than, than others for whatever reason. It certainly hasn't helped. That there have been, yes, Brian Reynolds was good for a while. He's kind of tailed off a little bit. Not having O'Neill Cruz in that lineup basically all year hasn't helped. Um, sure, Henry Davis coming up has been good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then trading, what, both first basemen um, probably hasn't helped. Carlos Santana had a pretty good year going. Uh, G-Man Choi had a pretty decent year going. So, you know, it, it's not like there's been a ton of offensive help around him. So if he stays healthy, I think 2020 is coming next year. He's perfectly, he has the skill set to do it. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it's a year off. And it's just one thing to watch with Hayes, although he is very young back into 2021 or in September 2021, IL with left wrist soreness, summer of 2022, mid back muscle strain. And then this year, low back, low back inflammation, and then went back on it again for lower back. I'm just saying, just he's a little young for all this back stuff to be popping up. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I wonder if it comes down to they're going to just make him hit from one side of the plate. Could be. Because he's a switch hitter, but sometimes dudes get. No, more. no, he only he's only he, he's right handed only. He doesn't oh, switch. Is he right-handed? Okay. No, Reynolds is the switch hitter in that line. Oh, okay, sorry. I, hey. Mixed it, it's it's our Monday. I'm recording this Tuesday, but it's usually our Monday recording. It says Monday blues. It gets the best of us. Yeah. So keep an eye on him. But next year, 2020, I will be command C and command V to copy and paste that into the 2023 or 2024 fantasy baseball draft. I'm going to get around to that. But Matt, that'll be it for this week's episode. Follow me on X or Twitter at Colby R. Conway. Follow Matt at the salesman and check out all of the great content over at fantasyalarm.com. And if you haven't gotten your copy of the fantasy football draft guide yet, get your hands on that because fantasy football drafts are right around the corner. But we will see you later this week with the next edition of the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100. 
and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.